Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles. Welcome to the show. Yay. Today is a special day. I'm sitting down with my friend Dana Claudette, who I've met over a decade ago, and we connected on the ideas of creating space with your physical experience through yoga. Her form is feng shui, and she makes it so easy and individualized. Really, you are the main ingredient in your feng shui. And what I love about this is it reminds me of how I feel about yoga. Yoga isn't a goal to be good at. Feng shui isn't a goal to learn and become an expert in necessarily, unless you're Dana or facilitating this for others, which is super cool. Dana showed me that I can change and support and nourish my life through how I create actual space around myself with my studio, my home, the environment, the car, whatever you got. So if you inhabit a space, and I know we all do many spaces, many places, this is an episode for you. You're not going to want to miss out. You're going to want to lean in here, soak up the wisdom of Dana, and enjoy the ride. I'll be back at the end we'll do a nice centering meditation to create space. So stay tuned for that and enjoy this fruitful, abundant, and joyful, spirited conversation. Dana, my goodness, I'm so excited to be here with you all and especially Dana and chat about all things feng shui and abundance and ease and feeling better. So thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with me. This is the best. This is the best. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have so many questions. I'm going to try to keep it simple about bringing more ease in your life. And I know we connected so many times kind of right from the beginning over these words, ease and creating space. And you've taught me so much. And there's so much more to learn, of course, always about how to do what I love doing in a physical practice, but actually around you in your home and in your life. So can you just give us the quick lowdown on how to create more ease and feel better with the space around us? Yeah. So first of all, most people aren't raised to think about home. Like we're taught it like mind, body, soul. Like now that's like a big deal to have those components, but not a lot of people were raised thinking, let me see how my home feels. Does my home feel like home? Like that just isn't something that's really been baked into our consciousness. So one of the things I love to have people do is to just literally tour their house, start from the front door and walk up to the front door, look at what it looks like. Like a lot of times you don't even see it because you're just walking right past it. And how does it feel? Come inside. How does it feel? Like, how does the first room feel? Sit in it, like really give yourself some time to do this. It might seem like you're wasting your time at first. Like, why am I trying to feel my house? But you will get a feeling from it. And as you do that, you'll start to see like, wait a second. Uh, I didn't realize that my living room 
makes me irritated or I didn't realize that I get antsy when I'm in the kitchen. Like you start to see things that you don't realize are influencing you all day long because your home is essentially another element of your life. Uh, Your home is an influence always. Every environment you're in is influencing you. You know that when you're walking down a dark alley and it's like scary Mm. and you know that that's like not a good place to be. But we don't really fully have that sense of connection to our space as intuitively. And so by doing this, you start to pick up information. And from there, you can start saying, okay, I get that this kitchen makes me antsy. Why? Well, I don't know where anything is. My pantry is a disaster. I haven't washed the refrigerator since I've moved here. Whatever it is, you'll have a list of things start to pop up for you. And that's really, forget about all the feng shui rules. You know, both of us don't like rules. <laughs> it's really, this is really the fundamental place to start. How do I feel better in this space? And then from there, you can learn more and evolve and keep bringing more intention into a space. But that's the fundamental thing. If it if it makes you feel weird, hmm. it's time to fix it. Oh my gosh. So one thing that you talk about a lot that I really started to embrace, and it seems so simple, but I know there's a lot of kind of mixed feelings about being excited to do this is cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> and once you, I mean, I watched all of your videos and I'm fully in the Dana world of all of this. And when you say the moon is in this, it's spring, it's whatever. It's not just about spring cleaning. It's about kind of all the time cleaning. So can you share a bit of how to clean, why we should be excited to clean? How do we kind of get rid of any ideas of, oh, that's just boring housework and how is this going to change our lives? You know, part of the reason, and I understand part of the reason why house cleaning has been vilified. I mean, it's been like sort of, obviously people are tired, people are busy. And now, you know, women's women, it falls on a lot of women, men as well, but it falls on a lot of women, historically speaking, and that are tasked with doing all the things, working, kids, family, uh, house, like all the things. And it's really interesting this year, the the asteroid Vesta is with Jupiter. And I know that sounds like what, but it's the goddess of home and hearth, but also your inner fire. And so it really celebrates this idea of waking up your inner creativity, your inner fire, your inner flow, and just that empowerment. And, you know, men, women, whatever gender, I don't care. Uh, It's when you are caring for your home, you are, you know, and you could take it out of the realm of a chore because it has been labeled a chore and it has been a chore. But one of the things I was blessed with growing up is my mom had very difficult time with many things. There was so much stress around, but I knew, and I think it's why it's kind of like clicks for me with house cleaning. When she would start cleaning, I would watch her transform. Like she would put on Mm. disco music and she would start doing all this stuff. And she was like so amazing at it. But I would see a whole energy shift, not just in the space, but within her. And so Mm. for me, it always became sort of like a, this is a transformational moment. Some people put on makeup. I'm like, let's clean the house. Because I would know (laughs) that that really does produce this. And it would be a long lasting change. It would last for like two days. Everything would be so much more settled. And real stress would be like really eliminated. So if you can tap into that, instead of the chore aspect of it, into the transformational aspect of it and make it a little bit more fun, put on music or, you know, open the windows if it's not freezing cold outside and just get into the spirit of it and use more. One of the things that makes it a little bit more fun is using more natural stuff. And I don't just mean natural house cleaning, but one of the things I like to do lately is herbal tea. I pro- you probably mm-hmm. see me do videos about this, like uh, make mint tea, make a tea out of fresh basil, uh, mm-hmm. just cool it down. Don't use it hot. And you can throw it into your mop water. You can clean your doors with it. You can wash the windows with it. You can make a house mm-hmm. spray with it. So one of the things I like to do, mint 
is really great for more awakening. Uh, it mm-hmm. wakes up energy. So make some mint tea, just a tea bag, cool it off and use the water to clean something. Mm-hmm. Basil, mm-hmm. phenomenal, like such abundance. It's like really, really excellent. Rosemary is thought to strengthen your home energy and protect it from vibes you don't mm-hmm. want. So you can make these teas and cool them down and then make a little spray bottle of them, or you can just add it to your mopping water or whatever else and bring more energy into what you're doing. And we've talked about this before, but you can also make moon water during the full moon, during the new moon. You can put some water outside, set an intention. It's going to have the energy of the moon come in and then bring it into your house and clean with it. It's really all these tools, all this working with nature, again, waking up our inner fire rather than it's just virtuous. All these things that have been Mm -hmm. labeled virtuous, you must keep a perfect house, you must do this. I don't care about that. I care about how you feel. And I've seen so much. A lot of people say when they do the camps, the feng shui programs, they're like, my husband told me that he's, you know, he's buying a new vacuum cleaner for the house and I've never been more excited. (laughs) And I'm like, that's wild and funny, but like they get into it. The whole family gets into it because they start Mm. seeing we're happier. We're more cheerful. Like things are working better. Like everything's Mm. a little bit easier. So cleaning, um, you know, sometimes it takes a little, like you said, adjustment in how you view Mm. it. But I think it's similar for you. Like people do yoga for exercise or people do yoga to feel better. It's not about just the poses. It's that deeper meaning. Well, for cleaning, you really connected so many dots that I was learning. And sometimes it takes me a while. I could be doing yoga, learning about Tai Chi and cleaning with this excitement because you've taught me. And then I see Mike sweeping and literally using his middle a lot more and then fighting me for the sweeper when we'd go and rent a room for a training. I say, no, 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 I want to sweep. No, no, I want to sweep. And then the people that would come for the training would see how much fun it is. And it's not about, you know, this idea of, oh, do your chores, you know, pitch in and everybody clean the space. It was such a joy and an excitement to participate and make it better for everyone. So what starts to happen with this kind of group effect is we all kind of fight over who gets to sweep the floor in the morning So everybody's there sort of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning, ready to go. People are opening the windows and just doing the things that they know to make the space better. And then I noticed that's really because of you have taught me that. And I'm kind of trying to think about it all the time. And also, of course, watch your videos. I I didn't know about the tea thing. I'm going to try that now. But Daisy is, and, and I didn't learn this growing up. This is something I learned in the last 10 years with you. But Daisy loves to clean. And I 100% credit you with that. And I know that's a big thing for families, you know, who's going to do the cleaning and like you said, the gender roles and outsourcing it. If you get a little bit of a success, I know that's a whole maybe excitement for a lot of people that come into a little bit of success in their life. But the moment that I learned about really taking care of your space from you was the moment that everything really started to shift and created more space for Daisy to do the same as well and to really appreciate the things that we have and appreciate the objects around us. So thank you so much for helping my family. (laughs) I love that. I'm honored. You know, one of the things, even when you do, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of you know, if people want to have help and have people come in and, and help mm. them clean and help them maintain the home and everything else, I still recommend to everyone to do some things yourself. Unless you have someone full-time, you know, washing your dishes after you use them, like there's something really magical about having an attitude of, like you said, like an excitement about wanting to keep things together. And there's really something powerful. We talk a lot about, you know, in wellness and self-betterment, there's all this manifesting and cleaning is instant manifesting. You're manifesting an instant change. You're practicing your ability to transform things. And I know that sounds so basic, but it's often the simple things that are the powerful things. And that's why I love hearing Daisy likes to clean because you get like an instant reward. You know, you don't, it's like clutter clearing. You get an instant reward when something's cleaned up. You're like, I did that. I did that. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, I hesitate to share 
pictures of her, you know, scrubbing the floor and things that she comes up with, because I know some people look at that and think it's horrible or I'm making her clean. But I really think that with the work that you're doing in the world, it's always her idea. You know, we're not forcing her to do this terrible thing. And it really does have a a spirit of excitement. And something else that I really love about what you share is you share things that really we all can do with the things that we already have. And when I first started getting into the East healing arts, the East Asian arts, and all of these things besides yoga, I was for sure super intimidated because I thought I needed to either buy a bunch of things that I couldn't afford or didn't know where to start or learn something that was really beyond what I already know. And you really help everyone find it inside and really use the things that we already have. So what are your, I guess, favorite things we could all do today and this week with the items that we have around our house? It's, I love that. And thank you. I mean, I think that part of it is growing up resourceful. I think we were both Mm. resourceful kids. Like you do with what you have. My little town in New Jersey, it was like, there wasn't a lot of stuff around. So I had to like (laughs) make things up. I had to make up entertainment and I started to find uses for things. Now it's really easy to go into your pantry and find a bunch of things you can do to make the energy better. A lot of the feng shui that I do, it's worth saying, doesn't involve, none of it involves any fear or complication or confusion. I wasn't raised with those types of belief systems. And I feel like, especially right now, the world doesn't need those belief anymore, limiting beliefs or fears or anything else. Uh, So there's no rigidity. You can't get it wrong. So you can't like sort of take salt and put it in a bowl and do it the wrong way and then have Mm. something bad happen. Mm. I know when a lot of people read about feng shui and explore it, and I encourage everyone to, if you come upon anything that strikes you as fear, just kind of shake it off and know Mm. it's, it's not your belief system and you don't have to take that on. And instead, embrace simple things like go into your pantry. If you have some extra salt, sea salt, even table salt I've tried, put it in bowls. Put it out anywhere the energy feels heavy. Leave it for a few days. Set an intention that it's going to cleanse the space of some heaviness and just wake Mm -hmm. things up. Take a look at your walls. See what you have up or what you don't have up on the walls. And you might have already some things. I just cleaned out my files and found a piece of art I forgot I had that I could totally Mm -hmm. frame with a frame that I have. And so you might already even have things that haven't quite been put up on the walls yet. You can start looking at the views that you're getting in different places. You could do that exercise walking through. How does the space feel? Oftentimes to shift how a space feels, it could be just moving things around a little bit. Be willing to experiment. I think this year, uh, a lot of the themes of 2022, astrologically and the Lunar New Year and all these things have a lot to do with innovation and experimentation and being willing to kind of try things. A lot of people say, what's the best place for my bed? And I say, sometimes Mm -hmm. go with your first instinct, but you might need to shift it around a little bit because Mm -hmm. ultimately it's your personal experience of a space. So rather than uh, getting locked into this thing, it must go here. You must face Mm -hmm. this direction. How does it truly feel? And when you start working this way, same thing with Strala. When you start working this way, when you start doing yoga this way, you're no longer thinking like, wait, what is the instructor saying? I have to be able to bend my body to do. Mm -hmm. But instead you're going, wait, how does this feel? Where is this movement coming from? Like what is going on in my body? That's a whole different experience. And it's so transformational to think about all things in this way, rather than racing through and looking at the instructions and going, I got to get it right. (laughs) You know, it's Hmm. such a a powerful thing. Um, And then of course you could do some cleaning. You could always do that. (laughs) But light is also a big one. Uh, A lot of times we have light in strange places. I know a lot of people, I work in a lot of homes where lights are put places for aesthetic reasons, but they don't really light up a space. And then there are Mm -hmm. dark corners. So even just look at the light when you're in a room, when the sun is down or when you're waking up in the morning, do you have enough light? 
Do you have too much light streaming in? Can you switch some Mm -hmm. curtains around? You can always make small adjustments and even wake up in the morning, open your blinds, open Mm -hmm. the curtains, let the sunlight stream in. It seems all of this so simple, but when people actually start doing it, and it's the greatest joy, especially on YouTube to hear people go like, I started doing this and like, I feel totally different. It's easy. It can be easy. Mm. And that can start to really connect you more to yourself and to your space, which is the whole point. Oh my gosh. So I know you, I mean, we met gosh, over 10 years ago now, I suppose, and kind of giggled for the last decade over creating space and all of these ideas. But I know a lot of people that are listening here and people that are in our space, they're also super interested to how you essentially figured this out. Because if you just pick up a maybe more historical book of feng shui, it is pretty scary. And I know you have a really incredible background of learning and growing in in the fields that you are in and essentially creating this version of feng shui because it's really something that's special. I feel as someone who has done something a little bit different with yoga, you know, there's yoga and then there's the way that everybody does it. And you have what we're talking about here. Dana is, she's really made it easy and that's super special and really unique. And you're not going to find that everywhere in a, just a typical Google of feng shui a lot. So can you maybe share with us a little bit of your, how you came to this? I gave my power away to a lot of experts for a really long time. And that's something we talked about at the beginning. Like just there was, uh, when we first met you and I, there was just the start of this energy around wellness, but it was really sort of still on the sidelines. It wasn't really explosive like it is now. And, um, you know, there were a lot of people sort of coming into the space and I was like, I'm so scared. I don't want to get involved with more of this stuff I've done in the past where, I would find I felt for a very long time in my life like I was broken and I wanted to be fixed. And it was things that I couldn't psychologically figure out. Like there were a lot of things I couldn't quite grasp, but I was really good at doing the things I was doing. But deep inside, I was like, I'm an achiever. So I'm going to achieve my way into this wellness. So I found every like diet and thought philosophy Mm -hmm. and expert and person that would take my money and show me how to live. And Mm -hmm. I thought that someone knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, lo and behold, no one knew. And I wound up (laughs) sick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, I just burned myself out. People hear that. And I'm like, no, I didn't burn myself out partying. I literally burned myself out (laughs) doing all of this wellness stuff to myself. And I found myself at home getting well. And I was like, where do I live? Like, how do I work in the arts? And like, I don't have stuff on the walls. I don't have plants. I don't have any life. I don't even feel like I've moved in. And so I started studying feng shui, but again, with this sense of like, yikes. And then I was like, there's something to this because I know that these principles really do make sense. I want to connect to nature. I want to really optimize my space. I want to bring in abundance and all of these things. I want to heal myself. I want to feel better. And Mm -hmm. in the process... Uh, I found Western a Western version of feng shui and I studied it and it was fine. But I was like, there's no way after what I've been through that I could do this with people because it still felt like there were rules. And if I didn't follow the rules, then it wasn't going to work. And I was like, I can't in good conscience go to someone and say, your bed must be here or you must do this. <laughs> like, I don't believe that. And But I did believe in what I was practicing for myself. And I think it's sort of similar with you with yoga. Like Mm. you felt for you what felt right. But Mm. I couldn't make it into, I wasn't just going to instantly like, you know, drop a pill in water and instantly grow a practice. I had to actually Mm. figure it out. So I did it for fun, for free. While I was, Mm. I think I was still working at a museum when I met you. I was, uh, you know, doing all this work and it was a passion project. And Mm. it was anyone who wanted to work with me, I was like, fine, you just have to give me feedback. Mm. It was all for free. Mm. And I started seeing what would happen if we didn't act this rigid. What would happen if Mm. I did try this? What would happen if I didn't? And it was over time seeing, okay, wait, this works, this didn't, this works, this didn't. Starting to understand 
ultimately the big click for me was like, it's literally all about the person in the place. Hmm. It's not about the this rigid structure. I use every tool of feng shui. Uh, I think it's incredible, but all of the things that have been layered upon it, similar to yoga, developed in different places, different thought process, different cultures, even different spiritual practices got mm. mixed into the mix. So it's very confusing for people from the outside looking in going, someone said my door needs to do this and the door needs to do that. Which way? And I'm like, what mm. do you like? And they're like, wait, what do you mean? What do I like? <laughs> like, you have to have a door that you like. <laughs> And so, you know, I can oversimplify it here. There is a, a method to it, but the method mm. really starts uh, with connecting to yourself and connecting mm. to your home and connecting to your core values and connecting to your life. And now that I've started teaching it in this feng shui school, in the school of intention, now that I've started teaching it and had to like codify it, which I'm sure you did mm. when you started training people in Strala, you start to understand the method behind the madness, that it's not just do whatever you like. Like there's actual mm. flow, there's an actual process, but it's so connected to a person that it, it's really an art. I, I say it's an art as well as there's science mm. that supports it as well. As that developed and seeing people do it, now coaches and uh, healers and all sorts of people are learning to do this because it's like a missing link. People can get really far in their personal growth and all these things. But if their space doesn't change, they're almost like at odds with their environment. And so mm. it's like your space can be your life coach, so to speak. Mm. Like It can be like an additional support to everything you do. Oh, so good. It reminds me, a new friend of mine that you will love, I have to introduce you to her. She's an Ayurvedic doctor. She's of South Asian descent. She grew up with Ayurveda. Then she went the medical route, got burned out and returned to Ayurveda. And we met and, you know, do yoga together and things like this. And she explains how she feels from doing yoga with me, that it's her yoga and it feels like her. And from her understanding of growing up with Ayurveda, it's the same as you're explaining with feng shui, the real you know, it sounds so corny to be like, this is the real one because it almost sounds rigid. But from my understanding of the healing arts, you take the healing arts, but you are the main ingredient in this. And this is often what we all miss when we try to get it right. And we try to do the yoga pose, we try to put the door or we try to do the Ayurveda. And it's just so funny to kind of reflect on my own life and all of the times that I try to do it right and it never works. But when you take the principles and remind yourself that, oh, I'm here, I need to enjoy and reflect on myself, improve myself, then everything opens up. This is why everybody loves you, you know, in my opinion of you, because you you make everybody feel so comfortable that we can do it. And I love if you're okay explaining a little bit because you offer so much in your services. You teach the Philistines like me how to, how to simply do this for ourselves. And thanks for always answering my call when I have a question about my own home and reassuring me that it's okay. But you also, you mentioned a little bit, have a program where you teach people how to how to do this professionally as well and a few things in between. So would you mind kind of explaining those services and also how a little bit how you came to figuring out that people needed this from you? Because I think we have a lot of similarities as well. I never intended to teach people how to teach yoga, but it just happened out of so many people asking in the beginning and then eventually just saying, okay, fine, let's give it a go. That literally is exactly it. I mean, so many people had asked me and, you know, for a long time when you're doing something in a different way, you think, well, does it translate? Like, can I teach someone how to do this? Like, and it it took a while for me to get to a point where I was like, okay, I definitely have a method, but some people reached out and reached out again and reached out again. And finally, someone caught me in San Diego at an event and said, you know, I've asked you before, you've said, no, will you please teach me how to do this? And I was like, 
sure, I'll teach you. And that was it. I was just going <laughs> to teach her. And on the way home, I was talking to my friend and I was like, you know, if I do this for one person, that could be a lot of work. Maybe I should open it up to a few more people. Mm-hmm. A few more people will know how to do this and that'll be great. And she was like, yeah, why don't you do that? So I literally opened it up to just people who've taken my classes before. And I thought maybe two or three people would want to do it. And then it was 50 people. And I was like, I think mm-hmm. there's a school now. So that mm-hmm. was, it just came to be. But with that comes an enormous amount of responsibility. And as you know, like I feel responsible for the lives of every person who comes in and what they do with the work and how I can support them. And so I, for years I did these smaller, and I still do these smaller programs, but they're really cool. Uh, There's Mm. one for clutter, one for love, one for Mm. uh, making breakthroughs in life and one for money. And everyone dives into eight weeks of working on this. And then they go on their own and do the program on their own. And then we come back together. And over the last eight years, I can't believe it's been eight years of doing this, Mm. watching people transform to become my teachers has been Mm. incredible because that was really what got me thinking, maybe I could teach this because I was learning so much from watching people do it. And Mm. I am sure as you've had the same experience, when you start teaching something, your students are your teachers. Like that's, Mm. this work has just exponentially grown watching people in all around the world in different cultures doing this work. And I'm like, Mm. you have so much to share. Like, how do I, how do I do anything I can to support you? Because it's just thrilling. But the programs, I mean, I also have content everywhere. So anyone who wants Mm. to get started, there's like a bazillion YouTubes, there's TikToks all over the place. Uh, I love being able to share things people can start with because I feel like you need to feel it. And then the feng shui camps are those eight-week programs. They're pretty inexpensive. They're easy for people to reach for. And it was my way of knowing I couldn't go to everyone's house. Like you just can't, like you you can't fill in a, a football stadium every day with people doing yoga. And so <laughs> you really have to have a way. And I was so blessed that at the time when I started doing this, that I just caught the wave of the early bit of technology that enabled us to mm. do courses easily. But since then, now it's like commonplace. But eight years ago, mm. it was like, wait, what am I doing? Like, how is this going to work? It's been amazing to see people just took it and ran with it. And I don't credit even the method to myself. Mm. It's all the people who did the work and said yes to me experimenting in their homes and shared their success stories and all the things that happened along the way. I'm just sort of like the, whatever you call it, the channel. Mm. Like, don't you feel that? It's like, it's not my my genius. It's everyone else's. And I just feel so honored that I get to still wake up every day, like years later and be like, I get to do this. This is wild. (laughs) I feel very happy every day to wake up and do a similar thing too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think it's interesting because there's so many people now that have a different challenge than than we did, you know, figuring out the technology of how am I going to actually do this, that there is so much wisdom in your story of how this essentially happened for what you're sharing and for other people, but also how you built that. It almost seems like you were interested in it for a really long time. You learned about it for a really long time. In that process, you learned about yourself a ton (laughs) and kept going with that. Started doing it for free for feedback. I think that's a huge step that a lot of people now skip. I I know having 
trainings and being the leader in these environments, that's always a really tender conversation for new people that, you know, there's this conversation of I'm valuable, I'm worth it. So I'm going to charge a bunch of money for something that I might not have any experience in doing. And I think how you essentially grew everything that you are a participant in now, you're not of the mindset of doing that. And I really think that we share that as well. So so kind of learning through the experience of doing it for a long time. And then eventually, I'm sure there was a moment where somebody was just saying, hey, I'm going to pay you for this. You've been doing this for free forever. Did you have that moment? <laughs> it was actually a museum director who I owe my career to. And I won't mention mm. her name because it's always private, my clients. But <laughs> she was in New York and she followed my Tumblr blog. And I literally, I mean, not only is she such an inspiration to me before that, I couldn't believe I was going there to do that. And then afterwards mm. she said, what do I pay you? And I was like, you don't have to pay me. And she was like, no, what do I pay you? And I remember her like actually like sitting, writing and like handing it to me. And I was like, okay, mm. you don't know you just changed my life, but you did. You know, I've always, it's the people I hold dear in my life, like like you and, you know, so many, uh, Colleen and Jason from Mind Body Green, like all these people who came in at all kind of the same time. And it's like, I was like, okay, you, you, there's something here. Like I obviously have to move with this energy. There's something here and I'm going to do it. I think that people who have, even when you're starting, like I tell my students, if you've done your practice and you feel confident in what you're doing and you really feel like you've done the practice, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be making money and having Mm -hmm. a very successful, thriving business. And you'll know based on how you feel. If you feel Mm. intimidated to do it, usually it's just that you need a little bit more practice first. Like Mm. I know that there's a lot of sort of like instant, like be an instant expert, six figures overnight, all these things, people, eight figure scale, blah. (laughs) Like we've we've talked about this a lot over the years. And I think that making money is awesome, but your service that you're providing is your work in the world. And, you Mm. know, it's a reflection of you. And I, maybe it's my my background that put like a hyper light on it. My dad was like a, a very wild figure, like a mob lawyer. And he had like a lot of crazy things and wound up in jail. And so I had a lot of criminal element around me. And it was very easy to separate myself from that and make a decision that I would never have that type of element around me in my life. Like, And so whenever I get a creepy feeling. And I'm from Jersey. Mm. So, you know, you could spot a con whenever I get that (laughs) creepy feeling. I'm like, "Uh." so I've always just had this very long game philosophy that until I could like really stand behind what I was doing and say with confidence, I know this works. I couldn't do it and accept money for it. And so Mm. that long game, we both shared that long game philosophy. It's like, there are lots of ways you can make money. And I think that's wonderful. But I, I always tell my students, like, think of the long game. Think of what you're developing. You can make money now with the things you know how to do well and keep building and keep building and keep building. It's so tempting now to look at people and go, look at all the things they have. I need to have 20 things too. And I always remind people, it's like, yeah, over the course of a decade, you can have all these things. like, And you could do them all instantly. But like, are you, if you can do that and still feel really connected and stand behind everything you do, more power to you. Like I'm loving watching students start creating their own programs and doing their own things. You've been watching people getting deals and doing these big things for a long time. And, you know, seeing this happen, it's the biggest thrill. Like I said, I feel so responsible for everyone. I'm like, how can I help you? (laughs) In the end, and in the end, like, I always say like the things that are the most magnetic and attractive and interesting to me are people who clearly love what they're doing. They're present with what they're doing and I can trust what they're saying. And that's what I strive to share with people that I teach, but also what I strive to bring to the world. Because like I said, when you grow up with enough criminals, you're like, I don't ever want to be associated with that. 
it was a wild time. I don't think I knew that about you. Really? Oh, Tara, we'll have a conversation about it one day. At one point, there was a hit put out on my family. Oh my gosh. Yeah, really wild. Um, And when I was a little, little kid, so, you know, it's like that impression of, I think I was like Daisy's age. And if you could just imagine, it's wild. Mm. And I remember my dad driving us to the Jersey Shore with like a gun. And it was like a 70s gun. So it looked like a Western gun. It was like very weird. And I was like, what's happening? And it was like, nothing, everything's fine. But, you know, when you have that, that, that was such an extreme example of, you know, people would show up to see my mom wearing disguises. Like they would be like, yeah, like on the run. And I was like, there's a man here with a wig. (laughs) And my mom would be like, I think the phones are tapped. I was like, how is this stuff happening? My life seems so normal on the surface. And having that wild stuff in the in my background, I think really pushed me toward, again, like in a positive sense, like mm-hmm. really have like integrity is so important to me. But in a negative sense, you could see why I grew up thinking something was wrong. Like I always thought- Oh my goodness. Thought like I had to fix something because why did all this weird stuff happen? Like this is not happening to my friends. But yeah, it was it was interesting. But nothing happens for no reason. That's what we were talking my about goodness. before we did this. So yeah, this makes so much sense because I was always a little bit confused why you because you're so wise and everything that you do now is so beautiful and wise and grounded and full of integrity. But that those moments when you were like you were describing giving away your power were so confusing to me because you're not that person yeah. at all. <laughs> you are just not that person, but that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's so much wisdom and advice in how you got to where you are and how you kind of see it as a whole process. And I think that's also really probably the main reason why your students have so much success as well and why you care about them so much. So beautiful, but man, so being the opposite of Anna Sorkin Delvey is, <laughs> is the key, people. You know, <laughs> no scammers. It's all, all that stuff. And I mean, I think any industry that becomes popular invites a lot of elements, you know, mm. whether it's like now everything's moving toward like, metaverse and cryptocurrency. Like you just Mm. see the tide turn. It's like wellness isn't the thing anymore. Let's all get into the metaverse. And, you know, I could sense that was, that was coming. And it's Mm. not to say that that element is everywhere, but there's always that thread of Mm. people looking to just like make a buck wherever they're going. Mm. And there are certainly tons of them that we've seen come and go in the wellness world as well. Like there's tons of that everywhere. People have asked me for a long time, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You can make money doing this. And I'm like, I've got my hands full. Like I'm good. (laughs) Like I, money's awesome. Like, but I want to do things where I could really be present for them completely because Mm -hmm. ultimately just like with Strala, everything comes back to you. So you really Mm want to feel like what you're doing is going to help in some way. Right. Completely. All right. So you have these buckets. I love this. It sort of reminds me again of we have our strong class, our relaxed class, and it's so simple. You have your love course and your money course and your all these different ones. So can you give us one simple thing that we could do for, I'm just going to throw out love. How can we put the salt out for love? So um, one thing, <laughs> one thing I've been getting really into lately is asking myself like what I'm ready for. Like if your Mm. ideal scenario were to show up, are you ready? And I was just Mm. talking about this this morning. Like it's, it's something a lot of people want more love or want an expanded relationship, want all these things. And it's like, okay, so let's just say the perfect person arrives immediately or the shift that you wanted to see in your relationship happens. Like, are you ready for it? Because there's always an element of we have to participate in it, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. with love, like it doesn't just not like someone just loves us. We love them too. We have communication. Mm-hmm. We have all these things. So I, I like to ask myself whenever I really want something and especially something where I really have to be engaged, not like I just want a car, it's going to sit outside, <laughs> that are, am I ready for this? And if, and really ask yourself that. And, you know, it might be, 
that there's old stuff to get rid of. It might be there's some decluttering to do. It might be that there's some stuff to work out. Um, maybe unsaid stuff in your present relationship that, you know, to just really iron out and and really get clear on that stuff rather than just going, it's all kind of screwed up right now, but it's okay. We'll just leap to the next level. Everything will be better if we just get married. Like I see this stuff all the time. And a lot of times it's like, okay, here we are. Am I ready if this thing arrives? If this thing arrives, am I ready? And it might be that more self-care is needed. It might be that you decide, you know, you want to fluff up your bedroom a little bit. Maybe uh, maybe it's time to take the work out of your bedroom so that you're not sleeping with your work. You have kind of space to really restore yourself. A lot of times, especially now when a lot of people are working at home, work creeps into everywhere, <laughs> like the whole house, not just the place where you work. I'm guilty of that myself. I have to stop myself and go, no. <laughs> like work happens here. <laughs> like I don't want to start doing work in my bedroom. But all of this, uh, how ready are you for whatever it is? And when it comes to love, like what is that next thing? And you know, do I need to do I need to do a little bit more? Not work on myself, like fix myself, but self care, embracing myself, and home care is self care. So hmm. look at those rooms, like your bedroom, your bathroom. Bathrooms always get a bad rap in feng shui, but bathrooms are really rooms of self care. Every hmm. time I read about how bad a bathroom is, I always ask the question: Can you imagine a house without a bathroom? Like, how could you live without a bathroom in a modern society? Like, it's such a gift that we have bathrooms and everyone's like, bathroom, bad. I'm like, bathroom, self-care. It's amazing. Mm. So even like just up-leveling things like your, maybe you get new towel, like a new bathrobe, like one of the most luxurious things can be a new bathrobe that's not expensive. These types of things that help you to go, I am feeling more ready. And Mm. I am also looking at my life and going, okay, I could use a little decluttering. Maybe I could Mm. use to do a little like therapy or a look at this or, uh, you know, forgiveness or whatever it might be. Mm. And so I really like that question of, am I ready? Uh, I think it's Mm. very helpful. Okay. I love that. Can I ask one more? (laughs) One more category? (laughs) Ask everything. Because I feel like it's either one or the other for people or both, but how... Do you bring in more success? So, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> success is awesome. And success, again, how you define it always matters. Um, a lot of times people, when we work together, it's the, the way I work is called the school of intention, largely because clarifying intention is so important. A lot of people have been working toward things that they don't deeply, truly want, or it's not quite what they want. And so one of the best ways to start with success is to get clear on what it is that you're really willing to do the long game for, that you're really willing to work for, that you're really willing to have the patience with, because that's another part of like really ongoing success, being there for the times where everything's going your way and when everything Mm. is just moving, like things are always changing. And So that's first and foremost, get clear on your success, what it is that you want. And one of the things that I guess my big success thing is boosting the energy at home really, really high. Like almost think of it like you have, if you can close your eyes and imagine a light switch in your hand that you're, or a a knob and you're twisting the knob and you're just taking the energy and making it higher and higher and higher in your house and coming up with practices to support that. So for instance, It might be plants. It might be Mm. growing lots of plants, having lots of things growing, seeing that growth. It might be getting into something like aromatherapy, diffusing Mm. aromatherapy that keeps the energy high and strong. One of the experiments, we do experiments in the school because I want everyone in an experimental framework. We test space clearing. So we test all these herbs and all these things together. One of the things we learned is that If you take lavender oil, just lavender essential oil, pretty easy to get in most places, and put a drop in every corner of a room, 
it can help you to feel more grounded and more present. You can even do that in your yoga classes. You don't have to diffuse it everywhere. You don't have to use a ton of it. It could just be like a drop or two in every corner of the room. And it can help you to feel more grounded, more present, which is everything. And, you know, ultimately, you know, like how I am and how you are, like creativity is really the foundation of everything for me. I feel like if you want to be more successful and you want an action to take, sure, there are best practices for your business, of course. But I'm a big believer that if you do things like I have a pile of art supplies next to me, (laughs) if you do things like playing around with crafts, making things and taking them seriously, like start start your painting practice, start cooking Mm. more of the things that you love, start doing things you knit, the Mm. things that really bring you to a place where you're in that flow state, which has been studied and measured. It's a real thing. If you can get into that zone more often, in your downtime, not in your work time, it starts to infuse into everything you do. And so, you know, a lot of the people I admire the most in business are people who have these wild creative practices and they might not talk about them. But when I have gotten to know people over the years, I've been like, no wonder you're a surfer (laughs) or you're a yogi or you're a dancer or you're doing these things and they have a real passion for them. And you can do that in your life right now. Like a lot of times people say to me, like, do you just screw around all day? Like you're just mm-hmm. like meditating and doing this energy stuff and making little videos. And I'm like, this is all the stuff that brings me all the energy I have to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, a lot of times it gets looked at as like a waste of time or mm-hmm. you're just screwing around screw around like a lot, like do more and more and more of it. And I think the more you can allow yourself to be inventive, like cooking, like how you plate your food, even like Mm. have fun with it, not because you're putting it on Instagram or TikTok or anything for you, like really get into the process of doing things. And that creative process is the same in nature. It's the same in manifesting. It's the same in business. It's the same in all things. There's if for all the money, time, and you know, sweat equity I put into trying to <laughs> learn the keys to the universe and finding nothing, uh, mm. it was pretty humbling to realize that all I needed to do was actually listen to myself and be more creative. Oh, I love that. Just have fun and screw around more. I know when I like to knit for people, whenever I give someone a hat, you know, if if they like it at all. Sometimes they're like, what the heck is this? But if I give someone a hat, I just mailed a hat to somebody that I met online. I was on his podcast, this guy, Duff McDonald, really cool author. And he was so happy for it. He said, you know, no one's ever made me something that I didn't know in person. And I just had to respond because we had a little bit of a relationship so far. And I said, well, you know, it's it's good for me too. I know enough about what you're talking about that sitting down, doing this, thinking about someone, thinking about the ideas that he gave me in our conversation. These are all really stimulating and energizing things for me, actually going to the post office, doing it, you know, without the the well-being benefits you get from giving something even, just the creativity aspects are way better for me than it is for him. So I love that you have that as, as part of the what to do for success. That seems right on to me. I'm going to knit more. <laughs> and and all that you cook, you knit, you are making things, you're always making something. Like and that's, I mean, I think that's one of the things that, that unifying principle, like you've always done things that were, your whole method is creative. Everything that you do is creative. Oh gosh. Well, fun. If you're having fun, you know, things are fun. <laughs> like it is. Okay. So you're amazing. Everybody that knows you already knows that you're amazing. You create prolific amounts of content online <laughs> and with so much joy and ease and you have programs and courses. So can you please tell us how to get plugged into all things Dana? Um, sure. You can go to fengshuidana.com, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I-D-A-N-A.com. And all the things are pretty much there for you from social media to school and all the programs and more about pretty much anything you want to learn, even like all the YouTube 
it's all there. So that's your one-stop shop, fengshuidana.com. And thank you so much. Oh, you're the best. I always learn so much from you and it's just so great to get to see you right now, even in this digital way. <laughs> we'll I hug in person soon, I hope. <laughs> I know. It's it's such a joy. And, you know, from the beginning, you have been one of my biggest champions. Like you were out there way before. And you're one of the people I owe all of this to, just as much as the no. first person who paid me or anything else. So I'm here because of you. Oh, same. I'm just, you're a soul sister from a mob family. <laughs> Well, just mob lawyer. Let's be clear. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I really, you know, I'm going to get this story. This is incredible. I know. There's so much more to Dana. There's so, you know, you could take the girl out of Jersey, but you will never take the Jersey out of the girl. It's just not possible. Yeah. I love it. Look at all you've done from your whole life. It's incredible. I just, I want to know so much more. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon about all of that. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. See you soon. How amazing is Dana, you all? My goodness. I'm so buzzing literally with her energy, thinking about her, thinking about all the ideas that are inspiring and buzzing around me and swimming around all the simple things that I can do to improve my life. Forget about moving the furniture, putting the door, the bed where it needs to go. I can actually make my life feel better through the beautiful art of feng shui that feels like you. Love that. So let's do a nice (sighs) centering meditation, keeping our spaces that we inhabit in mind. Give yourself a little sway around, shifting and drifting to find your center. And let this simple meditation be a bit of an investigation about yourself. Notice how you feel right now, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of it. Just now's the time for you. And let yourself dream a bit on how you'd like to feel. Maybe that's more calm, more spacious, more loved, more giving of love, more abundance, more success, more calm. I keep coming back to calm, (laughs) of course. But ask yourself, how do you want to feel in your space? in your life? How do you want to move through your life? What kind of feeling, what kind of energy do you want to have moving through you into others, into the world? Let yourself kind of hang out in that space inside you a bit. You deserve this feeling that you desire. And with all that we learned today from Dana, with all that we can sit down with ourselves and reflect and have a look around at our spaces, we can start to make some simple and fun changes that support really how we want to feel. Just for the moment, let yourself feel this way that you'd like to feel really with more of the time, maybe even all of the time. More abundant, more full of ease, full of joy, more loved, more safe, calm. Take a big inhale, long exhale, 
and just simply notice what's going on with you. Give yourself some time to maybe write a bit down or journal a bit or just jot some stuff down that comes to mind that you can act on. I love the tip that Dana gave in one of her online videos of have a really inexpensive notebook just nearby. I totally do this. It can be from the dollar store. It really doesn't matter. And just write down those ideas. You can come back to them. Clean with joy. My goodness. Yes. Change up your space a little bit. Get that bathrobe. Oh, I'm going to get a nice bathrobe now. (laughs) I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to put some salt out. So we have homework. Do the things that inspired you from what you've learned from Dana. Follow her. Enroll in her offerings, these kinds of things. Check out her videos. It's so easy to learn from her. She's so prolific and really what she offers continuously. There's so much. And check back in. Maybe leave a voicemail about what you did, what happened, what you discovered, and I'll share as well. So big hugs. Thanks for being here. Take good care and see you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.